What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today's Money Vault segment brought to you by me and my co-host, Brian Garita, sitting on the other side. We excited to get this rolling, aren't you, bro? Oh, I'm always excited for uh, for a pod session. Of the Money Vault. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, Brian, since I know you wanted to talk about this first topic, how about you kick off the first one? All right, guys. So, we're going to be talking about is college worth it? And to be honest with you, I think this is a conversation that's very layered. There's a lot of different opinions. And I know there's some people that might get bothered if you have 100K in debt and you're not even studying what you... uh, You want to know my opinion? Anthony, I always want to hear your opinion. Go on, tell me. That's my opinion. Oof. (laughs) (laughs) Can you elaborate why that's your opinion? Yeah, I'm going to tell you why. Go. So, look, I'll tell you right now. I'm not against college. I'm not against school. But what I am against is the narrative that they paint and shove down your throat. Here's the thing. As you know us growing up, what is marketed, what is pushed to us for years and years from our parents, our grandparents, go to school, go to school, get a degree, graduate, go work over here. And I'll tell you right now. First of all, that's not for everybody. Second, why put yourself in a position where you're unsure if that's even what you want to study, and now you have all this debt that piles up, accumulated. You took out a loan, and now it takes you this many years to pay it off. And since you were unsure that that's what you wanted to study, somewhere in between, you start, well, I'm going to switch my degree, I'm going to switch my degree, and then you drop out. Or... You finished a degree in something you never even wanted to do because you were being forced. That's what you were taught to do. Or that's what was marketed to you. And then you piled on this debt. And then guess what? What happens most of the time? You end up not even working in the job with the degree that you were in, that you got. And that is a problem. And that's why I think, yes, is school great? Do you need school for certain, for certain uh, careers? 100%. If you are going to go to school, as far as like the traditional school, I think it's very important to even first off, as, as somebody coming out of high school, you're only 18 years old. You have so much ahead of you. I think you have to even discover who you are and what it is you truly want to do before you take out a dollars $200,000 loan and jump into a degree that's going to determine the rest of your life. Get out of here. You know, like I said, <laughs> this is a very layered thing and, I, and you are 100% right. And it, and it boils down to how are you going to leverage that degree? Because a lot of people, not many, but they do get into 200K worth of debt if they're, they're not responsible. You, you guys have to see it, especially the young viewers out here that are listening to this. When you're going to school or picking what career route to go, especially in today's society, if you want to work you know, a white-collar job, you want to work a t- traditional nine-to-five, most of those places are going to ask you for a degree. And it's, that's just the barrier of entry, and you got to pay to play when it comes to that. But what Anthony was talking about, and I loved what he was saying, is that, yeah, at 18, that's a huge responsibility. And think about it, because they're not teaching you how to financially make these decisions, these correct decisions. You don't know what what uh, what debt really is. They're just painting a picture of uh, that's what you're supposed to do. And that's the pain they're supposed to do. And then you follow the process, you go through the system, and then you follow the whole cog, you get to the end, and you're like, oh my God, I don't even like this degree, I don't even like this field, because most of the stuff, I unfortunately... If you're going to business school and you're getting a bachelor's in, in business, guys, 90% of that is garbage. 
It's outdated. Facts. Maybe not outdated, but most of it is theory. In most schools, unless you're going to a certain specialized school, most schools, those teachers never even opened up a fucking business themselves. No, they're all, they either worked for somebody else or they, so, you know, they moved up the corporate ladder. And I'm not saying I'm not going to learn. Bad. Look, and look, it, look. Nothing bad with that. I'm not saying I wouldn't learn from the person. I'm not saying, hey, I'm not trying to be over here. Hey, I can't learn. 100% that's not what I'm saying. And I'm sure that that guy or that girl can say stuff that I can still learn. But at the end of the day, for what I'm paying for that degree, I'm going to learn more doing business, learning from people who actually are doing business and have built successful businesses than somebody sitting there who's never done a business in their life. We're saying this now because we're on the other side. But an 18-year-old Anthony, an 18-year-old Brian, the problem that-, that We that, didn't know that. We didn't know that. You have societal pressure because what's the first thing? You're, you're a senior in high school. What is the number one conversation everyone's having with you? Yeah. What college you're going to? Your parents. Everyone. Your friends, your teachers. Everyone. And now you're like, oh man. I'm, everyone's like, asking everybody's you. Everybody's looking up, oh, what are you doing? What beyond you doing? that, beyond that. They're yeah. asking you what college you're going to. You tell, God forbid, you tell them that you didn't make it into the university. And forget it, what school. degree are you getting? But that's part of it. But think about it. You go to what university you're going to go to. God forbid you say you're going to go to community college. Whatever school you end up going into, um, now you're trying to figure that out. So now it's a pressure amongst your peers because you're trying to identify, okay, I don't want to seem, I guess, lower in, in standard or stature or whatever it is. And then you start getting that pressure. But now you feel that, hey, I can't just get a normal degree at, my, at the school that I'm going to get. I need to go possibly somewhere else. And don't get me wrong. There's certain fields that if you're going to go get a technical degree, where you live most likely is not the best place. Yep. You have to probably go to MIT or Harvard. Those That's certain a schools. Specialized school, like we said. Those are different. Now, if you're just studying, um, you're going to community college, a lot of people, they, they downplay it. You do two years, for example, Miami Dade College, community college, you can go there practically for free, get your associates, and then the other two to get your bachelor's, you just saved so much money just by 100%. saving those two years. Now you're getting your four year degree and, and you're, you're and good. Everybody's like, oh, I got to go there from day one. Because of the oh the name the name guys like Brian said the first two years you're gonna you can learn the same shit in your community college mm-hmm. that you're gonna learn the first two years in a in a big university you're gonna save so much more money and look we and here's another cool thing you're talking to a guy who went to college who did some college who got decent amount of college credits but never 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 finished his his degree and then you got somebody over here who has a bachelor's and a master's degree. Mm-hmm. So this is going to show you perspectives on both ends, um, you know, and how we're having these conversations. But yet it's crazy how we still align at the end of the day with 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 our topics. Oh, yeah, man. And, and it's and I tell everybody it's the degree doesn't mean anything. if You are not going to apply it. And if you're not going to leverage it, you have to see yourself as a, as a business. Yeah, and if you don't believe in it, it re- regardless of that, it has to be a sales tool. You know, it, I have a master's degree in public finance. How are you going to leverage your degree? to get into different spaces that you want to get into. Because it's not bad. Because believe it or not, there's certain certain circles that you walk into that they will, you know, poo-poo on you if you don't have. <laughs> For real, they'll just look down and they'll be like, oh, this guy doesn't have an MBA or this, he doesn't have whatever. We can't do business with him. Unfortunately, some, some of that mindset is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traditional. You know what's crazy, though? In Miami, it's, they, they actually, they actually uh, prefer you depending on what high school you went to. Isn't that wild? Like here in Miami, it's all about, whoa, you went to Berlin? The private school you, mafia, you man. You went to Columbus? Yeah, the private school mafia is real. You went to uh, Gulliver? You went to Ransom? 
went to Lasa. That's how it is here. Over here, when you go to these co- these companies, you went to one of those schools. They're like, "Ooh, that's my person." It's wild. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like you think about like a boys' club, but that's that's just all over the country too, man. If you go to certain private schools or even other certain schools throughout the nation, and somebody, you know, it's like a fraternity. Oh, you went there. They'll probably give you, you know, better treatment, or they'll probably think of you, put you up on that list a little higher. That's definitely a thing. But going back to whether college is worth it and why, I think if you approach university like a business, okay, look at your degree. If you can get that same degree where you're at and it's going to be the same level of education, then do your cost analysis and see what makes sense because you shouldn't be going to a huge amount of debt. Besides that, now with the age of, of social media, now you have uh, YouTube and all these outlets. The internet has changed everything. Resources up the ass. Back then, the traditional school, there was only two reasons why you did it, because there was no information. Yeah. You, didn't, you couldn't access information back in the, in the early 19th yeah. century, It was you either know, 20th school century. Or, or you had access to books, which books were expensive. Or lucky a mentor. Get. Or lucky a mentor. Lucky a mentor. But now that you have the internet, you have technology, certain terms or certain phrases, no, you can learn those in two seconds. Oh, yeah. So... Going to school, if you use it and leverage it's, it correctly. It's actually even now sometimes worse to, to do some of the old school stuff because you have so much speed and access to do it now that you save yourself more time by just going into the internet and researching it. Yeah, like you're, yeah, you're just, it's, it's, um, it really, really depends. You just have to have a, a, a forward looking idea of what it is that you want to do for yourself personally, totally. use it to leverage it, and then don't let anybody, you know, put you down that you're not getting your your degree and guys remember too school is a business i think i think we get shadowed by that sometimes but school is a business schools need to make money so they're going to figure out every way for you to go to that school whether you succeed or you don't whether you use that degree later or you don't whether you're stuck with that loan or you don't they don't give a fuck let's be honest no they don't care they care about the money that's being put in their and i'll tell you right now whether it's from you or from the loan when i was when i was when i finished my bachelor's degree at the university i'm not going to say university but maybe you can figure it out um at the end come on all right nah i'm not going to do that to them it's actually a good school but at the end when it's actually a great school when i got to the end of the ceremony when we were doing the the bachelor's and even the master's they did the same thing the first thing that the dean of the school or the you know the the chairman or whatever it is he's called um, he made this a huge marketing sales pitch. And essentially it was bring your family, donate, bring your family, donate. And he was trying to upsell us at the ceremony. It's a funnel. The dude had a funnel there. And he's like, I'm going to upsell all of you guys. Without even knowing it. No, you knew it. You knew it. It's not even, I, you know, you knew no, it. You'd be surprised how many people out there like this with their faces stone cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know, I feel bad for them, but yeah, they're just robbing your money for most of the stuff. All the information here, you can apply it. Here's the other thing. Again, I'm not hating on school. I'm not. It's not for everybody, and it is for some people. Like I said, for certain things, you need it. For certain other things, I don't think you do. That's my opinion. But what I do believe is, just because you got out of high school, I don't agree with that you have to jump right into school. I think it's more of see where you're at, See what you really want to do. Test the waters. Maybe you want to take a semester. Test. St- t- maybe you want to take a semester. Just see how you like it. Or maybe you want to do some research for a year and see what degree you really want to get or what you really want to do in life. Maybe you go work for a year for, uh, for a jo- in a job 
or maybe you work two years for two different jobs or the same one, and you actually get to see if you like that. I don't think we give enough time during our youth to actually see if we like doing what we're doing. Right. And that can go both ways to see if we like it and end up doing it or if we don't like it and we don't do it, we try something else. Remember, our youth is such a great opportunity to try things, to experiment, to nurture, to actually realize, is this going to be for me? Is this not going to be for me? This is the problem, bro. This is the problem. And, And I'll disagree a little bit on that, because if you do spend that time, okay, as you age, more responsibilities start falling on you. And the urge or the will of you going back to school to get that education, for most people, doesn't happen. So instead of not doing the school altogether, if you just do maybe a few semesters, because it's very hard. Let's say you know you want to study finance, or you want to go into banking, or you want to go to certain industries. There's internships where they will not hire you if you're not in college as an intern. So those jobs are without you want to explore, they force you to get into college because it's all, they're all working together. You get what I'm saying? So it's difficult because if you have, if you go into and you apply and you want to learn about banking or you want to learn about, um, you know, what is it about medical school or whatever it is, you want to learn about nursing. They're going to want you to be already kind of studying the field to give you an internship. And then there you have to make that decision if you like it. It's not, it's tough. Here's the other thing too. Like I was saying, what if you're that person who you don't really know and now you're for being forced because you're pressured to go and study something you don't even know if you want to study just to start taking classes and here's the well, thing. Well, that's not university. That's not a university problem. That's that's either a cultural problem or, or well, that's what an I was internal talking, family that's what problem. I was about. That's what I was talking about going back to school. That's what I was saying about going to school. That's what I was saying at a young age, just don't feel like you have to be forced to jump right into school, right? Because of what's being pushed on your throat, whether it's marketing from the school, whether it's your parents, your family, your teachers, because here's, here's the other thing. If you jump into that right away and you're not happy, it's not, maybe it's not what you really want to do, you're discouraged. What if there was an opportunity on the other end where you could have started working somewhere that maybe you would have really liked, grown up the ranks, or learned some business skills, maybe you're really an entrepreneur. And what if you could have started that young? Who knows the businesses you could have been creating even faster, but now you're stuck in a four-year degree that you're unhappy and you lost four years that you could have been building four years of business under your belt, learning from a mentor or learning from your job and actually taking that and applying it for your own shit or actually that become your own shit. And now you could have sped up those four years. So it can go on the opposite end as well. You know, I think at the end of the day, for me, the way I approach it, this is my opinion, I think it's more going into when you get out of high school or towards the end of high school, your senior year, when you're leaving senior, just really ask yourself, write down, like, do I really want to do this? Do I not want to do this? Is this for me? Is it not for me? What do I want out of life? Do I want to try this? Do I not want to try this? Do I want to work for somebody first and just see if I just want to work, right? Maybe they just want to work for a year. That's okay. Like, you're young. I don't think people understand, especially in today's world, how much people live longer and like they say the the new for the 40s the new 30 50s and new 40 all that stuff when a way it's true like we are so young that dude from 18 to 30 like we're gonna be 30 now we still think we're young we still feel young and we are young right before way back might have been a little bit different but in today's world we're young so even if let's say you worked for two years three years and you're now 21 
and you decide to go to college and say, you know what, maybe that shit didn't work for me. I'm going to go to school. I actually re- realized that I want to get a degree in this. That is so hard, Anthony. But but think about it. That is so hard, brother. But think it, about it. it. It's very hard to, to go with that and think about it. If you're 21, all right, now we move beyond the pressure of school. Now we're moving to societal pressure because now you're 21. Now your friends are graduating. Now you have the urge that you need to start making money. You know what I'm saying? Now life responsibilities start happening with you. If you don't strike the iron while it's hot, it's going to cool down. And you want to make sure when you're forging that metal, that steel, you want to forge it immediately. Because if you leave it out there to cool down, it's, it's, a, it's a waste. I get where you're coming from because you're right. The problem is that if you do it at 21, think about it. Do you really want to go back to school but, and but, do that? If you have responsibilities here's, here's and all that, if it's you, very if hard. If you figured out that that's what you really want to do, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. And the reason why I'm going to say this is because even then, like, it's the same thing goes with somebody, for example, somebody who's been working, got some degrees, been working a corporate job for years and years, and then they realize, holy shit, I've been throwing my life away, and what I really want to do is run my own business, and now I'm 30, now I'm 32. But now it's different. But think about it, it's still, it's still, it's st- now you can think societal pressure, oh my God, my expectations were to have a home by here. I don't, I'm still paying off my debt. Oh, this person's taking vacation. I can't because I'm tied up on debt. They're doing this. They have their own business. They're functioning like this. Oh, my God. And now you have that other pressure. I, I, I could have done a business. I wanted to do that. I didn't. Right? So it really depends on how you, it, I think it depends at the end of the day what you really want. And that's why I'm saying, like, I think quickly, too quickly, at a young age, people are, for, are forced, are being forced and, and, and pe- other people are doing the thinking for them. And I think it shouldn't be like that. I don't think it should. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying if you're somebody who's throwing, there's people who just throw their life away, eating shit and this and that. And there has to be certain structures set at home with like your parents say, hey, if you don't go to, hey, if you're not helping with the pay the dish, you're not, or if you're not going to go to school, then you have to help me start paying the bills and you have to start doing 100%. I agree with that. Now you have to man up and eat that shit. It's not, oh, I'm not going to go to school. I'm not going to do anything. Because I'll tell you the biggest lesson I learned is, and I'll tell you actually even harder from, from the years that I did go to college, I'll tell you right now, learning on my own and learning into, in, into courses, webinars, workshops, academies, and coaches and mentors, I'll tell you that. That's a big school in itself. And even then, it's harder to put all that together than even going to school. Because you have to structure your own structure. You have to create your own schooling system. You have to create your own style. And I'll tell you right now, people who also think, and that's what I'm telling people now, those who don't want to go to school, don't think that this is a walk in the park. There you go. That's what, that's what needs to be said. That but that, I, was, I wasn't going to leave that out. Because I'm a huge advocate of, if school's not for you, go do it. But I'm also a big advocate if you got to put in the work. I'm not saying don't go to school. What I'm saying, if you don't go to school because it's not for you, and you feel that that's not what you want to do, don't, don't think that over here on the other side is going to be any easier. Mm-hmm. But if it's really what you want to do, fucking do it. I don't want to hold you back. You shouldn't hold yourself back. But understand, it's going to take work. Mm-hmm. The it's degree, take work. The degree, look, this is the thing, man. The, when you get the degree, and that's an insurance policy that you're getting, okay? At the end of the day, we're, we're going to put it in nuts and bolts. It's an insurance policy that if anything were to happen to you in your journey of entrepreneurship or whatever it is you do, you're employable technically in another place. Um, that's more or less what it is. It actually gives you a position to sit at the table. Because if you look at any job posting, the minimum qualification is just a bachelor's degree. If you don't even have that, 
unfortunately, most of the jobs that don't have that require, those are blue collar jobs. And those blue collar jobs, you need to get more technical skills, like a diesel mechanic or anything specialized in that area. You need to get certifications for that. Um, it's very, it really comes down to, like you said, what, whatever education you decide to go, you still have to force yourself to learn. Going the traditional route, it could work for you depending on what it is that you want, but you got to be intelligent and weigh your pros and cons. And even if you're looking again to the field, like I've been in my field that, that I was in, you get to learn a lot of things. And then at that point, you can decide what you want to do. But having the degree is not bad. You just got to be intelligent on the route, on the vehicle of how you get to that goal. Here's my insurance policy. Get really fucking good at something that you're really good at. Mm-hmm. Shake as many hands mm-hmm. and build your fucking network. That's your insurance policy. Do that 100%. That's your insurance policy. Unfortunately, not many people are like that. No. And that's why it's not for everybody. It's not for everyone. And you got to ask yourself if you're willing to be an entrepreneur because quitting school, I would not recommend anybody. If you don't know what you want to do, I think you should go to school, but just don't go crazy. Or maybe you're somebody who's an entrepreneur and you go work for an entrepreneur. You can do that too. And that entrepreneur takes you as their mentor. Mentee. Mentee. Yeah. Sorry, mentee, and you're taking them as your mentor, right? So there's many ways to angle this, but I, I definitely think it's a, it's a topic worth talking because, again, I, I'm, not a, I'm not against school. I'm just against being forced that you have to start at that age of 18 years old. I think you, have to, I think you start when you have an idea of, like, this is what I really want to do. In the, sense, in the sense of, like, Anthony, you're not gonna know trying that, different bro. things. Hey, even at 21, you're not going to know that, bro. Look, I, there's 21 year olds that don't even know what they're doing. But I'm doing. saying, I'm saying the sense of what you want at that current state. Like, do you want to? Hey, maybe in your mind, hey, I want to try work. Don't be scared to try work. I want to try school. I want to try school. It's more trying what you what you feel like you want to try. They need to go. Look, if you if you don't know what you want to do, I'm a proponent of go to school, do your community college, and try to get as many internships in those industries that you want to get into. And then see if you like or not. Because doing that, of not getting a degree and not doing that, believe it or not, bro, most employers are not even going to hire you if you don't have a degree or see, put you in there. See, but here's the thing. Like, you're also talking to people who want to be employed. Remember, bro, they also want to see that, you, that you're making an investment in yourself. Just like when you're doing coaching. I have made all an that. investment in myself. You have. So others can. You got to just find other ways to make investments in yourself. That's something you got to be true to yourself. And say, We're do ta- I want to try school for a year? Do I want to try work for a year? See if you like it. Maybe you try work for a year and you're like, no, I want to go to school. And then you start the next you, year. You can go to school and do entrepreneurship. Or you can do both time. at the same time. Or you can do entrepreneurship, go to school, and work and yes do it all at the same no, time. Though. Yes and no. Yes and no. You can do it. You can, but you're going to have to eventually pick which one you want to put your energy into. You could do it. If, you're, if we're talking the context of testing. Oh, testing? Yeah, you can test with then, both. Then you can but you're going to eventually both. have to pick one. Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. No, and I'm, but I'm saying it's going to come to the point where you have to take a route. You can ride that way for a while, man. There's all people that do. If you don't have a family or anything like that, you can do your job, entrepreneurship, and you can go to school. Yes and no. It, it depends. It depends. Not it everyone depends. can do that. Yeah. Not everyone can but do I think that. at the end of the day, it, it, it just goes back to you have to just kind of experiment and see more or less what do I want to try first when I get out of school? Do I want to jump right into school? Do I want to go a job? Do I want to, maybe you can try both. I did that. I went, I went to Bally's as a personal trainer and I took some college credits. I took, I was doing, um, I think it was three classes 
four, three, four classes I was doing per semester around there. Right. And then it got to the point where I realized, you know what, I want to keep pushing forward with what I'm doing with my work because I, I liked it better. And I felt like I was I was learning actually way more there than I was learning from school itself. And that degree wasn't even applicable. I didn't even need that degree to do what I was doing. Like that same degree, I was already doing the job I would have been doing with the degree I got. Which is another thing I think other people need but to you started out, to. But did you start in a community? You started out in a community college, right? And then you figured it out after. Yeah, that's why you could test. You could test. But that's what we're talking about. When you're, when you're 18, you jumped in at 18, you're testing already. And then you said, hey, this right here, this degree is BS. And then you're like, I know I can do this bigger. But you know what's crazy too? One of the reasons why I even tested was more because of the people around me telling me I had to go do it. But I don't want to feel like I'm being pushed to have to go do something. Because what if, I don't know. I'm not regretting it, but I don't feel like, and I'm glad that I still experimented. I'm glad, but what if, what if something else would have been different? I don't know. You know what I mean? I just feel like people are pushed. When you're, when you're being, um, how do I explain it? When, when your choice is being manipulated by others based on what they want for you, that's not good. No, 100%. And that's that, what I'm that's not agreeing with. Because here's the thing. Yes, I did test both. At the same time, I was doing some college, and I was working full-time. Working full-time, and I was doing some college. But did I really want to be in college mentally? I didn't really want to be there. I actually wanted to start off and only take two classes. But I only took three to four that first semester and, and a few after because I was being told constantly by my parents and by this and by, oh, if you don't do it, blah, 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 blah. So I listen. But it's not what I really wanted to do. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to also listen to yourself. You really want to do. Now, here's the thing. Whatever you say you really want to do, you better give it 100 fucking percent. So it's not, oh, I really want to do this and you're eating shit. Because I think that's the other thing that most, that's what we're thinking. Like, hey, you're going to do whatever you want and then you eat shit. No, it doesn't work like that. Whatever it is you want to do, you got to go all in. That's, that's just me. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 all, it all really depends, bro, at the end of the day. But going back to school, my opinion, weigh the pros and cons, look at it as a business move, as an investment move, and see what makes sense. Do your cost and benefit analysis. If I do X, Y, and Z, will I get the end result? And in certain fields, you're going to need it. In certain fields, you don't. Be brutally honest with yourself. Write it all down. Write a little list of all the things. Hey, this is what I want to do. Is this the vehicle that's going to get me there? And do I need to get the degree? Is it applicable for what I want? And do, where can I get the same degree and it doesn't hurt my bank account while I'm going through that process? And if you come in with that, that mindset, you go in with a rash, very rational approach, you'll be fine. And do it because you want to do it. And do Not it because, because anybody else wants to do it for you. Amen. Done. All right. Next topic. I love that we dived into that topic for a little bit. Uh, next topic. We're going to move on. Brian, what is your thoughts on the, right here, I got my notes, on 14 million homeowners refinancing during the pandemic? What is your thoughts about that? That's a brilliant, brilliant move. If you did it, good for you. I'm happy to hear that. And those new homeowners that also bought with these low interest rates, I applaud you. I think it's probably one of the most mogul moves you could have done because who knows when this is ever going to come back again, if it ever does. And refinancing, which funny enough, with this pandemic, a lot of people did cash out refinance and took some equity out from their home. And 
I know a few people that lost their jobs and luckily they were able to maneuver that and they've used that money to, to as a live. safety net. Yeah, man. So if you're using it to survive, to help your, your situation out, or if you're using it to just put more money in your bank account and refinance, great move. Because interest What's rates your are, favorite way of using it, of, 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 you know, going around that? Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you two things. And I think that if you're refinancing and then how to use it. Well, if you're refinancing, the best move that, um, that could happen is, is that you actually did it this, this time around. And I'll tell you why. With inflation going up, what's going to be the Federal Reserve's, I guess, mechanism or tool they're going to use to slow down inflation? They're going to raise interest rates. Yep. That's something that's going to happen. So if you did the refinance now, good move. Now, how do you leverage a refinance? And we'll give an example right now. Let's say there's a this, you know, distressed property that you bought, all right, below market. I know it's tough right now in this market, but there are you know, good deals out there. You buy the home, you fix it, you repair it, and then you do an appraisal on the property. And let's say the home at this high level comes back appraised a hundred grand over what you bought it for because of the new the new remodel that you did, all the beautiful bells and whistles and all that. Now you have equity in the home. You do a cash out refinance, which is called the Burr method. Um, you take out that money, and then you can use that money to go buy other property. And it's a it's a wheel. It's a huge it's a huge wheel that you're doing. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. That's one way that you can use this. It's a very strategic tool, but only when it makes sense. And in a low interest rate market, this is the best time to do it. Yeah. So low interest rate markets refinance. If yes. yeah, obviously, if you have an angle. If you have an angle, if you're if you're just doing it just because your your friend or your neighbor next door told you to do it, you know. Yeah. Re- remember, when you do a refinance, you're getting a brand new loan. Who who should you go for information around refinancing? Uh, even other, even seeing if it's a good time for you to refinance. If you should, you should not. Who are good resources? Who are good people to go to, to to get that information? Okay, so I'll do a couple things. Number one, I'll say talk to lenders, okay? Mortgage brokers, go to your bank. Uh, if you have a financial advisor, talk to your financial advisor. Um, I will tell you, fair warning, if you go to a mortgage office, they're going to try to hit you over the head and get that refinance out of you. It's, it's a business at the end of the day. Um, but if you want completely, uh, what is this, uh, unobstructed opinion, okay, and you just want the facts, the best way to go about it would be talk to an accountant, all right? Try to run your numbers. And even there's calculators out there that'll show you refinance calculators and compare what it is that you have in principal interest, property tax insurance, all that, and see how much are you really going to save. Because if you're going to save only $100, maybe yeah. it's not worth it. But if you're saving three, dollars 500 600 bucks, it's a no-brainer. Totally. And and, when, and let's say you, you said advisors. Is it better to go through your bank financial advisor or through an outside financial advisor? I think a trusted advisor. Um, if you go to a trusted advisor, it makes sense um, because you obviously you're doing business with them. So I would go down that route. Um, I would always be, I'm always a proponent of do your own homework, do your own math. So where um, can people go do their own homework? Uh, you just go on YouTube. You can go on YouTube. There's there's refinance calculators. You run your own numbers. I will say talk to a mortgage broker. Okay, and they can help you out refinance, but mind you, you know, put in the back of your head, that's what they do for a living. Okay, so take what they say with a grain of salt and always fact check and do your own due diligence. But the best resources is talk to an advisor, even go to a mortgage broker, but do your homework as well. Boom. Awesome. Love it. Next topic, we're going to move into Facebook turning into meta. What's your thought about that? What is your thought on that? Oof, my thoughts? Well, I'll say first, I know that 
based on their history. And I think also, too, with a lot of the whiplash they've gotten over the years, I think also, too, with a lot of stuff that they've dealt with the government, I think a lot of stuff that they've uh, experienced overall, I think for them it's a, it's a power move in the sense of we're getting a restart, we're getting a refresh. People are going to know us as a new brand now, right? I think I was reading something that they're going to still keep, obviously, the Facebook app as Facebook. They're going to still have that Facebook component, but Meta is going to be the umbrella company, right? So... For me, I think that they're also trying to clean up a lot of the bullshit that's happened with Facebook over the years, and they kind of want to just restart with a new name. But I also believe that with a lot of stuff that there's going on in the world, you got the whole virtual reality, and you got all this other crap going on. You know, they they might be stepping into a plate of, you know, trying to position themselves for this whole hot metaverse topic that keeps bring coming up. Uh, frequently, especially in the world that we live now with crypto, NFTs, virtual reality gaming, you know, this is just an interesting play for Facebook to start branding branding themselves as the metaverse company. So there is an Amazon show, and I don't know the name of it. And if you guys find it, find it. I'm going to describe it to you. Where basically there's a society, all right, where you die, okay. And before you die, they load your consciousness into a system. Oh, I know. You know which show. one I'm talking it's about. It's a funny right? show. It's a funny show. Yeah. And uh, basically, you live in this like loop, this like internet. You know, your consciousness is loaded into like the cloud. Uh-huh. And uh, you have family members that are paying for you to get certain upgrades. So and technically, stuff. you don't die. You don't die. Because your consciousness and, lives. Yes. And I think that's where we're probably heading into. You know, think about it. Now they're putting a lot of um, a lot of things into avatars, digital worlds, digital. So your currency. your body doesn't die. your body dies, but your inner self keeps living then, because you're you're kind of putting your 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 consciousness into a different into a digital avatar is what you're doing. As a business point of view, that's brilliant because now even even when you're dead, I'm still gonna tax you. <laughs> Brian's like still, Brian's sitting there in a digital screen. He's like running the company stuff. Running right the numbers. Now we have a whole new vertical. When you die and we upload your consciousness, watch out. Now we're gonna start charging you upgrades. And now, and now you're gonna know who's real and who's fake. Now you know who's real and who's fake. <laughs> so now you get to vet out the real, the real fish. But that's, but that's how that show was, and it's trippy it because is. even what's this other show? Um, ah, oh, the one they have on Netflix, man. It's like a uh, Black Mirror. Is Black it? Mirror, yeah. right? Black Mirror. Some of that stuff is starting to become reality. Yeah. There was an episode that I saw that this that this girl or this guy, whatever, they got into a falling out. And the and the chick blocked the dude. The the guy got blocked. She he could never see her until the day she died. When she died, he found out why she blocked him. Because she had a kid with another man. And he found out when she died that that kid wasn't his. But the whole time he was suffering because he thought that that was his child. And she just left and didn't want to be with him. No, the thing is that she cheated on him, but she blocked him on the social wow. thing. Crazy. So the poor guy suffered. Yeah, the poor guy suffered. But it's it, bringing that up, and not to deviate too much, but maybe that's what we're entering into. Think about it. If you had that power. If I, we can block you on IG, you can never see my stuff again. Now I can block you in real life. Bro, that's trippy. It is trippy. That's trippy. It is. But again, there's always loopholes. Yeah, man. You got to be a hacker, right? Uh, you create another account. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, Anthony, the girl version. <laughs> oh my god, no, no. But I'm telling you, like, I, I think with the whole metaverse thing, it's just, it's just 
it, of course, it's a business play, but I think it's just really interesting to see a lot of the things that we've seen in movies and TV shows and games starting to really unravel, which I think people knew, but they were just kind of like not knowing when it was going to happen. And I think like now more than ever, it's here. It's here. Like social media is a form of being in a, in a, in a, in a virtual world. You're, st- you're just not in the phone, but you're glued to the phone. People spend five, six, seven, eight hours, ten hours. Video games too. You're in a world. Video games is probably the easiest one to explain. You're, 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 the screen is your world and you're playing in the world. The only thing is you're not in it. You know, so I think, I think we've already been pro. I think what they've done is they already gotten us in the habit of being stuck in a digital, being obsessed with a digital component, being obsessed with being on social media, on gaming for so many years that they've trained us to understand, well, this is normal. What's the next step? You're going to be inside. So now we're talking about full control then. Well, that's control right there. That is control. That is control. That's full control. Because if now they control you and that's in that world, I'm never going to get uploaded into that. Shit. Nah. No, man. Just bury me the old-fashioned way, put some dirt, and carry on. And then they come on, they take you out, and then they process you. They download you. You thought you were in your grave, and then they <laughs> undru- they took you out of your grave, and they download you, and you pop out of a digital thing out of nowhere. You're screwed. You know what, man? This, is, this, this topic went really, really deep, man. I don't know. There's some crazy stuff. This meta shit. Are we even in a metaverse right now? Who knows? We're we in, in a matrix? matrix. Oh. Bro, we said at the same time. That's weird. It is weird. They planned it. That's a glitch in the system. Ryan took the red pill already. Anthony, <laughs> I know you took it too, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I know, do I think certain components are cool? Yes. Do I think a lot of stuff is scary? 100%. Um, how do I feel about it personally? <sighs> a little scary it's a little scary i think when you i think when you start getting people out of real life living and out of like being present here and you start getting people to escape to escapism and go somewhere else to find happiness and pleasure i think that's just uh it's just a way for control i think it's a way for control and i think it's also a way of like and I'm going, again, I'm not saying there's cool perks out of it 100%, but I think it's also a way to also realize how many people are truly unhappy when you actually think about it. Because if you think about it, it's like a drug. When you, did, when you do these things to escape, it's because you're truly not fulfilled inside. So I think you're also going to see a lot of people come out who start jumping into this metaverse who they're just not fulfilled. They're not fulfilled in the world we're living in right now. They're not fulfilled with their current lifestyle. And they need to go over there to feel fulfillment because they can't figure it out here. And I think the first thing you need to do is learn how to figure it out here. Because once you figure it out here, I think that's when you go and go in there. And you can use it as a tool, right? Everything's a tool. Don't use that as life because that's not really life. This is life. But use that as a tool to succeed. Use that as a tool to enhance. Use that as a tool to build. But don't use it as a tool that you're going to create as your whole, your whole entire life. But Anthony, what if that is their life? Is it? What t- well, it what is. It, what is reality life. life? It's like people, social media becomes their life. What if that's your reality? And they don't, their reality is that they're just plugged into the system. Well, it's an escape out of the real reality. But maybe to them, that is their reality. 
Now, that is a real reality. It's weird, right? That, this is like some deep thing. We got to invite, you know who we have to invite here, man? We have to bring in like a physicist. <laughs> we got to bring, we got to bring some physicist in here, man. To talk about this. It would be interesting. Yeah. And a coder. Virtual reality. Virtual reality coder here. Huh. The problem is if they start talking too high level, that's it. Shh, we're going to sit there like that's this. <laughs> Brian's going to be like, wow. <laughs> no, we're going to give Anthony a drink. No, for real. Yeah. Look at this. Anthony's going to be fried over there. I'm just going to just tell me how to make money. <laughs> what, You're what? telling me I go in there and make money? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. What's the next topic, bro? Next topic. We're about to get to another metaverse the, here. The, the squid token. Have you heard about it? I just, yeah, man. I saw, I saw that, man. This is what, a Ponzi scheme. What did you hear about it? What did I hear about it? I just heard that some guys got scammed with all these, like, uh, <laughs> these tokens, man. People need to, look. It, look. This is, this is, like, the, 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 the tokens, the NFTs, and everything like that. That's, this is, we're walking to, a, like, a, the dot-com bubble. Look, I'm going to read what it says. Crypto coin riding squid game. High creators after dizzying rally. All right. So basically, it's a cryptocurrency named after the wildly popular Netflix drama Squid Game crashed to almost zero value today on Tuesday after a rally that pushed it up to almost 2,800 last week. And the so-called Squid Token's market value jumped to $2.4 billion at the peak of Monday's trading with a trading value of $14 million over the last 24 hours. Pump and dump, man. That's pump and dump. Who do you know so like put the money coin. in there, man? It's like a dodgecoin. Look, they're just using this to, to wash money. How do we not know this is somebody from a whole other country that needs to move their money? <laughs> they, it's like, think about it. It's like buying art. Why would, why would some True. of these people buy art? True. Because you or can't. NFTs. You cannot get a piece of, you cannot carry a billion dollars on a plane and fly it over here, you know? But if you carry a piece of art, say it's a billion dollars. Oh, it's art. That's, that's it, man. You know, this is, this is kind of what, what we're walking into. It's like a shady world. Um, and, and shit like that's going to happen, you know, what makes you think that what is it? Then that's what it comes back to. What is the utility of that coin or that NFT or whatever that is? What is, what's the utility that you bought it for? If, it, if it's just for a show that you bought it, the squid game show, I don't know, man, that doesn't sound like a sound investment to me. That's not how I invest <laughs> my money. No, at least I don't either. I think that's, I think where people need to start paying attention is, is this really going to be long lasting? Yeah, man. What was the, read, read that thing. What was the purpose of, the, of that coin? Look, was it a coin look, or look, was it an NFT? It's a crypto, bro. It's, it's a, a crypto. crypto. So, look. Let's see. The reason for Squid Slump was unclear. However, several reports, including one by Gizmodo, said holders of the coin were not allowed to sell the digital coin. Reuters could not independently ve verify the info. Specialist crypto news outlet Coindesk reported that a digital address dumped Squid tokens and, and cashed out millions of dollars with worth of tokens uh, in what termed a rug pool, a situation where crypto developers abandon a project and run away with investors' money. Squid's, Squid's website appeared to be offline on Tuesday while its Twitter account was temporarily restricted due to unusual activity. Squid has only traded for a week, according to CoinMarketCap. Like many internet scammers, cryptocurrency scams... And you could even sell your coin? No, align themselves Why closely. would you put your money into something oh you cannot pull God. out, man? Maybe, maybe there's something here and I'm missing out. Yeah. And if you guys oh. want to drop a comment down below and educate me, please do because I cannot understand. You're putting in 5000 If you can put in $10 in this and you can't even take that money out, Look, there's no liquidity here, in there. Here's another thing. Last week, for instance, 
Uh, let me let me read this real quick. Um, I want to pull this up. This says something here about the. Uh, I've heard about this one too, but the Sheba. Um, let me pull that up. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? All right. So last week, for instance, Sheba, a new cryptocurrency, a meme inspired cryptocurrency and a spinoff of dogecoin muscled into the top 10 largest digital tokens by market capitalization it has however barely any practical use crazy you already know my opinion yeah. on that i already know i just brought it up look right here let me see yeah it's price is so here here we go itself was born as a satire of cryptocurrency frenzy in 2013 has barely any practical use its price has rocketed around 160 percent this week according to coin market cap leapfrogging dogecoin to become the number eight cryptocurrency with a 42 billion capitalization it seems driven by fad buyers hoping to get in now and flip later to what will need to be a new series of buyers at even higher prices hmm so it's all fucking pumping dumps. But that last squid shit was like, that was a scam. Huge scam, bro. Huge scam. Huge scam. We just need to be more intelligent on, on you know, more informed. Oh, I agree. With it, and that's the thing with this crypto space where I'm just like, when we talked about a little bit again, like what to invest in, what not to invest in. Do your research. Do your homework. Listen to the people behind the coin. Who are the ones creating it? What are their values? What are their morals? What is your objective with the coin? Right, because this shit literally said had no practical use. Why the fuck would I buy something that has no practical use? Unless you're doing a pump and dump and you know how to do that, but are you doing some weird, you're weird doing shit? Some weird shit, bro. Weird I shit. mean, I don't know, man. Bro, Brian, what if you had a coin that's looking at you like this? <laughs> <laughs> take all my money. Take, take all my money. Yeah, take it, man. <laughs> You know what, man? I'm tired of looking at Abraham Lincoln and Benjamin Franklin, man. Put a dog on it. Oh, my Put God. Put a little shit zoo on it, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So the moral of the story here is, guys. Go to school. <laughs> <laughs> Go to school, guys. Get a degree. Oh, my God. And then make money and put it all into, uh, into, the, into travel, squid. <laughs> travel the world and shit. Oh, my God. No, but, guys, the whole thing here is, look. Make sure you pay attention. You do your homework. Do your own research. Find people who are actually knowledgeable in their spaces. Learn from them, right? Experiment. And don't be scared to just try things. Um, and just make sure that it aligns with you. At the end of the day, make sure these things align with you, whether it's investment, school, not school, business, whatever it is, that whatever it is you're going to do, make sure it aligns with you. 100%. Don't follow the wave with the crowd. Be that person that stands in the face of adversity or challenges and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to figure out my own path. And wherever this takes me, this is my decision. I chose this path. I'm going to see it to the end. I'm going to ride this wave. So let's do this, man. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Sweat It Out podcast Money Vault segment. Till next time, guys, we would appreciate it if you drop a like, subscribe, share, give us feedback, leave a reading, leave a review. And show us some love. Till next time.